Hey, welcome everyone. It's Cindy Silva. I'm happy that you're tuning in. This is a episode of Metaphysical Wisdom, and I'm here with David Nickel. Hello, David. Hey, Cindy. How are you? Doing well, and glad to have you on the show. And David is an astrologer, and um, just really had a great experience attending and being part of a group he held space for. And I was really impressed with my experience, and wanted to share David with all of you. Um, David works with astrology in the context of social and collective healing, and particularly with the experience I've had with David, we've worked with the energy of Chiron, the archetype of Chiron, and um, that was just so helpful, and I've always been fascinated and curious about Chiron, and mm -hmm. I work myself with people using astrology and human design and gene keys, and I wanted to start integrating Chiron more because um, those systems, um, human design and gene keys don't necessarily integrate it, uh, mm -hmm. but it's easy to do when we know the placement of our Chiron and I'm just really happy to have you. So thank you. And I'd love to have you share whatever's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, good to be here. And maybe we could just Maybe I could talk a little bit about Chiron and why we did that offering at that time. One of the things I love about astrology in general is that it gives you this wisdom that there are certain moments in time that are ripe for certain energies or certain practices, you know, that are better at certain moments than others. And the reason we did that Chiron course that you were part of at that time, as you know, is because there was a very significant Chiron transit happening in the sky for everybody. There was a, a Chiron-Jupiter conjunction <clears throat> that uh, was here in early March, um, and it, it was operative for about a month or so. And so what that meant was there was this window of opportunity that we all had everyone all around the world for looking at our core wounds um chiron being the wounded healer archetype and its placement in our chart gives us very precise information about the nature of our core wound and so at that time with 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 jupiter when there's whenever jupiter touches something it it brings expansion and it is a blessing ultimately. So there's an opportunity, there was an opportunity there for us to really look at our core wounds more than ever, to bring them to the light and to bring healing, to bring integration of, of the Chiron aspect of each of us, which I find is so crucial in just in terms of anyone who's on a journey towards wholeness. Chiron is, is, is a key because if you haven't, if you don't integrate your core wound, then you're basically spending much of your energy um, suppressing it, avoiding it, compensating for it, going around it. And, but until you go through it, you know, when you go through it, then you can sort of stand on the ground like you're not hoping that people don't see this core part of you that you are convinced is this makes something wrong about you. And so when we look at it directly, 
Chiron then opens up um, this possibility of living here for real and bringing through the core gift, the, the great gift that we have to bring. So that's why I find Chiron is pivotal, I think, in any, in any path to wholeness. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And you're really pointing at that there's an individual Chiron wound and um, my sense is that you're pointing out there's a collective Chiron wound as well. And so I'm wondering if you would give us an example of what that might be um, or yeah, maybe even for people that this is new for, what is a core wound and um, how are we collectively, as we look at our own personal Chiron wound, healing that, contributing the, to the healing of the collective? Yeah, well, let's see it's uh, there's many ways to to go with that but um the the teaching of chiron in the chart again i find so helpful because the core wound that chiron speaks to it's the place that we all have where we feel that something is is actually wrong with us that that we normally try to hide that part but we think secretly if someone saw that part of us they would see that yeah yeah they're not really up to it in some way they're they're this is the part we tend to have a lot of shame around um and part of the benefit of astrology is you see everyone has chiron somewhere in the chart so th it's not something wrong with you objectively speaking or you know you're not special in that way it's how it's part of the cosmic design. It's how it works. It's part of the, 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 the story of the evolution of the human soul is we are given or stamped with this challenge, this, this wounded place. And um, it's not accidental. And when we, um, how it works is because we're wounded in that area, we, have to bring our attention there we we're just drawn there over and over again to try to figure out a solution because it's painful and so we we bring our attention there we 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 get creative there and that's that's the gift side ultimately what happens is through wrestling with that particular place uh we access the something unique that we have to bring through to contribute that is very creative, very unique to us. That is our gift. Uh, and uh, that's the magic of Chiron. Chiron. Chiron does point to the wound. So there's the painful side of Chiron, but Chiron is very creative and is the, the mythology Chiron is a demigod so there is the divine side of Chiron that brings through these healing gifts um and and there's I think there's nothing there's there's just nothing like it when you when you discover the gift precisely through going through the wound then you have real authority because this you're not you haven't constructed something over the wound it's it's emerged out of it and 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 you can stand in that yeah beautiful 
explanation. I really appreciate that depth. And I have this sense, like I've been tracking in my own work with individuals and in my own life, that it's kind of like the imago therapy and relationship therapy, if you understand that, like you will attract into your life a partner who will bring up your wounds so that you can see them and work with them, right? Yeah. And I think it's true too of our lineage, like where we we come into this life and incarnate into a family of origin that has a core wound itself, like the genetics. There's a genetic weakness, for example, and our gift is attracted to that weakness, right? Like a healer is attracted to uh, people that are hurting. And so we embed ourselves into that family system and then our gift isn't seen or recognized because that family system is playing out the wound. So we identify with that wound and we take that wound on. And then when we turn and face that wound, we uncover that gift that we originally brought, which was to take the genetics in a new direction. Totally. Yeah, that totally resonates. And the interesting thing about Chiron is you can also look at the charts of your family, your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, and see where their Chiron is placed. And often there are patterns that you can, you can see. Uh, and again, that's where I find astrology helpful is that, uh, say, rather than just a generic sense, oh, I have a, I have a wound, I have a core wound somewhere, somehow, it, it gives specific information, right? Like if you have a core wound in your Chiron in Aries, it's going to be this very specific wound to Aries qualities like courage and self-assertion and that area. If you have a core wound in Libra, it will be different. It will be more in the realm of relationships. And, and so you get very specific information about where the wound is. Um, but absolutely that wound is embedded in these bigger fields it's not just your own wound it's the it's the family wound and then and then this is where you can i think go into the collective intergenerational stuff as well because the family wound comes from somewhere too uh these collective patterns these inherited programs these inherited traumas so it, 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 i find it helpful to to see it that way rather than just thinking about it as our personal psychology. Yeah. And then looking too at generations come in with the same core wound. And so there's generations of um, collective fields of humanity. So like a vehicle for consciousness that takes up a whole generation to um, address a core wound that's in the collective so I see that, you know, when you look at um, everyone born in the same year has the same Chiron wound. So they're, they also have the same medicine. They have the same um, solution, if you will, to whatever problem exists that is their gift is the um, remedy for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like we come in in these cohorts somehow that are tasked with healing that particular wound and um maybe maybe there's a meaning in that that with our generation it's like you figure it out together somehow and um yeah so so i mean maybe just to say something about the the collective 
aspect. Um, I mean, the it, it, it seems to me at this moment in particular, there is, as we're, you know, astrologically speaking, in the collective, the big story is this shift that we're in between the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, right? And so that's a huge paradigm shift that we're all going through and, and, and we're right at the cusp, I think, of that, uh, that birth moment of the Aquarian age, which is to me why there is so much chaos and why we're seeing so much of the, 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 the dying of the old ways and the old structures and so on. Um, and so I, I do think that the healing work that we're doing at the moment, um, personally, obviously it's very significant, but to understand it collectively, to understand it as part of our contribution to that, um, that great shift because there's so much acting out of the wound at the moment mm -hmm. and um to the extent that um we can do that work for ourselves i think it's a a particularly powerful contribution at the moment um and it's as if um consciousness i think is really um going deep it's i feel it's as if consciousness is accelerating and it's 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 flushing up a tremendous amount of stuff from the unconscious and from the shadow and and again to me that's why we we see the outplay so thick at the moment in the collective but for those of us on a path of transformation it's actually an amazing opportunity because you can go really far really fast at the moment i'm finding yeah as you're speaking i'm i'm sensing you know how it is like when we stories we've heard about people who have had near-death experiences and come back and they say they went through a life review it feels like collectively as we change and move through this major cycle that we're coming to the end of one cycle and the beginning of another we're going through this life review and everything has to come up and um, be digested if you will and then consciousness is collecting data on all that information so that as it moves forward and creates for itself a new model if you will <laughs> in the human form it does yeah. so through the trial and error knowledge it gained by what works and what doesn't work uh-huh yeah i think so i think you're right i wonder if you'd speak about chiron's cycle of 50 years because i've always wondered about um like myself when I became a grandmother, you know, around 50, um, my grandchildren had the same Chiron wound, right? Because 50 year cycle. So there seems to be uh, something about, um, a lot of people do become grandparents around 50 and their grandchildren have the same wound. So I wonder if you've ever thought about that or Honestly, I had never made that connection exactly. Uh, I, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, everyone goes through their Chiron return, as you know, around age 50. And um, it is a rite of passage. Often it can come with a healing crisis. And it did for me. I just went through it a couple of years ago. 
and I got COVID, my dog died. I, it was, you know, I had lots of things going on that were challenging. Me too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be good to swap notes about that. Um, and, but that's normally how Chiron tends to work is it, it's, it's like an initiation into your, it's like a shamanic initiation. It's like you have to have the healing crisis to humble you enough in a way um, to, but then to access the gift. And for me, it's really interesting. I, I became an astrologer through my Chiron return. I, and Chiron rules astrology. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and Chiron is on my ascendant. So that means for me, it's, it's um, very central to my character. Um, and, and then I come out of it and I start running Chiron groups. <laughs> so <laughs> me, literally the journey of the, the gift was seeing, oh, I actually now can use that wound because I have it so central in my chart. It means I have the capacity to help others with their Chiron wounds. Very so, so for me, it was so satisfying actually to put on that course that you were part of uh, for that reason. Yeah, timing was perfect for me because Chiron was right on my ascendant conjunct Jupiter. <laughs> so That's there was, right. a, yeah. And uh, Pluto and my son, there's just a lot that made me say yes to that invitation. It just seemed so timely and perfect. And I had been following you and your writing for some time and really appreciate everything you put out and resonate with it. And then when that invitation came, it was an instant yes, like mm -hmm. so synchronistic. What was your Chiron return like? You mentioned being a grandmother. Was it? What was it? Yeah. Well. Uh, I was a grandmother before that, and then I became a grandmother again. And um, I ironically ended up getting um, a neck injury from a chiropractor. Um, I don't mean to say anything negative about chiropractic, but this particular individual, I, I sensed when I went there that we had karma. I don't know how, I never really talk about things like that or sense that, but there was something about it. And um, I totally felt like a victim at the time and it was a terrible injury and it really was uncomfortable for a number of years, but it did take me out of a career that I, um, that was expiring that, that I probably wouldn't have left because the money was good and that was my identity. So um, it rerouted me for sure and um, slowed me down and um, got me to get back into things that uh, are more body centered in awareness. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I became, you know, aware of how to heal my body and um, help teach others. And I had done that for years before that, but I had sort of veered off and became very um, technical and on the internet and building a community online. And then I realized that what this was doing was redirecting me to um, serve my own community locally. And that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. So that's classic, I think, too. Chiron, Chiron returned that there's the healing crisis and then it puts you in touch with on a healing journey. And then out the other side, you are able to help others in that specific way. And 
um, come into your teacher healer role. That's that's the Chiron path, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the, I mean, the fact that it happens at 50, it's just interesting. I think those sorts of transits, there, you know, there are certain transits in astrology that are specific to each person, depending on where it hits their natal chart. But then there are these, um, these these transits that are common to everyone just in terms of the life cycle so there's the saturn you know the saturn cycle the saturn return at 28 29 for everybody that is like the initiation point into adulthood really um and then the second saturn return in the late 50s which is like the entry point into elderhood really and you know, there's the Uranus cycle where you have the sort of midlife crisis transit in the early 40s is the Uranus opposition. And then the Uranus return at 84 is, in a sense, a life cycle, a full life cycle. And then the Chiron one, um, just to keep it simple here, you know, the Chiron return at age 50, I just think it's it says something interesting about the path of a soul that we all have that and we all go through um we all integrate chiron in some way in a lifetime um and to do it consciously um then is the way to fully take advantage of those gifts consciously rather than just be, um, uh, you know, at the mercy of of that archetype, uh, which can create sort of these lifetimes of avoidance if we don't if we don't look at that fully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing some parallels in some other um, systems I've studied, and I'm thinking how if we get so identified as a victim uh, and uh, with the story of the wound um, it seems like that Chiron return has to be more shocking and um, intense to get us to see and get some space and distance on the wound and the story to to see what is actually wanting to emerge right like something new is wanting to be brought forward and given to the world it's not like it belongs to us it belongs to humanity and yeah. so it is it is our life and um our human experience that will attract to us whatever's needed to crack us open in order for that gift to be um recognized or at least sensed and create an environment around until we can get clear about it and i think it takes a whole lifetime to get really clear because it's always unfolding and evolving like a fractal right it just keeps unwinding and more information um we start to get like you i I was really listening to you talk about that aha moment when you realize that conjunction that you have um on the ascendant and how you thought oh i'm here to help others with this and it just landed so like strong and true for you with so much clarity that you took action on it. You got a great response and 
you've been launched. It's been like, it's- It's great. And it, it was very interesting with that because it was, it felt to me like uh, it was one of the first things I, I've done where the feeling that I had when I put out that offer and then, and then, and then when, it, when I got the response back was being, how do I describe this? As if I was exactly on the ground, I wasn't lifted off the ground at all. Like sometimes when I've offered things in the past, I've gotten maybe a little caught up with trying to, I don't know, oversell it a bit or meet the grade or that sort of thing. This one felt like this is just me speaking to you and or sort to you know the people who I sent the thing to. And 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 so th- th- there's this very interesting way, I think, where real success. I think it has to be this way where you you can metabolize it if it's real. If you're on the ground and you're, you're the offer you put out is met by the energy that comes back, then something real lands in you. Like, oh, I can stand in this for real. You could have different kinds of success that doesn't fully land in your identity because you might be faking it on some level. You might be overreaching on some level. You know, you might be hiding something on some level. You still can do things and get things. But in terms of that more um, true feeling of um, I, I have this to give and, and it, it's another level of, living for real rather than living some kind of egocentric life it's it's entering into your real life that's how how I've been experiencing it yeah yeah it's a pure authenticity it's uh I, I really one of the reasons I invited you here is because I wanted to confirm you know not, not that you need it but I felt like I watched you go through this process and what you shared so authentically and that not only did you get enough for one group, you had enough for two groups, which is the universe saying double thumbs up, like you're going in the right direction. And I, I thought, well, I also want to confirm that direction for you and share my experience of how helpful it was to be held in that container and to listen to other people share their experience of their dancing with their Chiron wound and turning towards it instead of away from it. And um, just seeing the breakthroughs in people was, you know, when we do this in a collective container, even though it was a small group, you there's just certain things you can't get at on your own and you have to be part of a larger field with other perspectives that when shared, it can activate something dormant in you and you can see it for the first time. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it yeah. takes its own yeah, direction. Well, thanks. I, I feel the the that confirmation or that and as you're saying that, I feel the my excitement coming forward with all this because um uh I what does bring me passion is this way of working with people that we did in that group uh where uh what what 
what I've been given, this is my Chiron gift, is this uh, way of blending our shared essence into a whole that creates this very coherent healing space that holds us all and it and it, how i think of it is is that we together create this kind of energetic portal that then allows these much bigger healing energies to hold us and to flow through so you know as you know we open together to allow the the deeper healing energies of the earth and the cosmos and some of these bigger energies to be holding us and so to me that's where the magic is that's what i love and it's not so much that i'm holding everyone we are create this this right. conduit and we are held in that in that healing space and 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 then literally magic happens i think that it, it becomes this uh safe holding where to the psyche there's there's this feeling that it is safe for me to go there now uh it is safe for say some of those protective parts to relax and then you can make contact with the wound itself and it and it's and it's that that's that's where the transformation happens when the consciousness meets that mm -hmm. and 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 there are a few things more satisfying for me than to be in that space yeah you do it so well and for my sense was it wasn't just the safety and the container even though that was definitely prevalent it was the knowing that it was time because the invitation came right and yeah and it was like consciousness you know the bigger self saying um it's time for this and here i brought you this help you know like like you can say no and like you said avoid your wound and turn away from it and not deal with it but when certain things present themselves in the way they did in that situation it was just so obvious that there was another you know it was me a, you know my intelligence but not limited to the individual personality yeah. and like you said when consciousness is um wanting to expand through form and through our lives individually and it bumps up against these blocks and um it's time for those blocks to dissolve like a membrane so something new can hatch then if we can position ourselves there with awareness and and be a witness to consciousness self-reflecting on itself as it expands through limitation there's not a better seat in the house in life than that place and it feels like in that moment you're you're the benefactor of having friends in high places you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, well, it feels like in that moment, you come really close to that unfolding edge of reality, that unfolding edge of consciousness, and 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 so you're joining with this living process, um, and 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 as I was saying earlier, we were doing that in this cosmic window with the Jupiter Uranus, I mean Jupiter Chiron transit, so we did have those forces working with us. So, so 
that wasn't just something we made up. That's that was confirmed. Yeah, it was a recognition of um, support, the right support at the right time. And then you acted on it and you got the validation from the physical reality of people saying yes and the doubling, you know, the group, which is exponential. And I, I even felt, you know, the the support of the other group that I wasn't a part of, but yeah, we were traveling together and whatever benefits and breakthroughs were happening there were simultaneously benefiting our group and likewise. So it, yeah, this thinking in these terms of energy and expansion and that it's not about a solo journey anymore, right? I mean, it never was, but it was for consciousness to pour itself into form and have a unique experience of itself through each form. But now it feels like where it likes to hang out is where these forms that it's experiencing itself through are exchanging information, like right now. Conscious, there's one consciousness here in two different forms exchanging information at a level of um, awareness that that consciousness is the one doing all this. <laughs> There's wow. something about that. Well, this is part of the new Aquarian consciousness coming in as well, is the uh, the Piscean archetype that we've has been the main uh, dominant energy for the last 2000 years is organized more around the concept of transcendence. And so it's, it's been um, within the age of Pisces, that's just how it works is, you know, there's, it's, it, and, and, and so with that, it's, it is more of this vertical, it's like people orienting toward the transcendent, and it created a bit more of these hierarchical mm -hmm. forms in everything. Um, but with a, you know, including religion and spiritual practice was more oriented towards attaining to that transcendental awareness but we are now entering to the aquarian energy which has more of this spirit of equality and sovereign individuals accessing their own knowledge uh, and then sharing it in these um, distributed networks these these networks and so um but to me, this is where the creativity is, and this is where the the fun is, is the emergence of these forms. And I'm seeing it in many different spiritual groups now are going more and more in that direction where I think it's very exciting. It's like there are quantum leaps, I think, now uh, um, coming online as we discover the power of collective spiritual intelligence to um bring in a whole other dimension for transformation it's not just you on your own doing your own work or even just you and your teacher there's more and more ways of consciously harnessing that power of the coherent group mm -hmm. to lift each other up and uh, I, I know i have a feeling it's it's we're just beginning with that and who knows where we're going to go with that <laughs> yeah it reminds me of like you know you and I are both married and um how my 
marriage is a vehicle for con like my individual body is a, a vehicle for consciousness that anchor i'm physically anchoring an energy field on this planet right and I, as an individual have certain capacities but in the marriage my husband has strengths that i don't and um vice versa and so in that in the marriage is a vehicle for consciousness that has expanded its capacity to move through our lives in a way that it couldn't without that yeah and then that's going to the next level of community where i host different groups as well um and that becomes another vehicle and so it's um multiple bodies coming together in resonance creates a vehicle that gives consciousness a way to transport itself if you will to different experiences it can't have in exactly that's yeah. well said that's how i think of it yeah it's like when we come into resonance just like you're saying with your marriage like some for instance we've created that field of compassion um some people will have a natural compassion for certain types of other people because of their life experience and but they, they might be blocked more might be harder to find compassion for other types because of wounding or just not having the same life experience but if you get a hundred people together and we blend our compassion together the the you know where someone is weak someone else is really strong there and so the the kind of what can we hold together if you have a hundred people coming into coherent deep compassion what can you hold with that and see that may, may be the segue into my passion about collective healing because this has been always my intuition with this work is is it's it's powerful it's maybe even next level to uh, apply for our own personal healing process but where i feel it has tremendous potential is in holding collective wounds so these some of these issues that these very very thorny issues that are up in the culture right now around racism and sexism and um disconnect from the earth all these collective traumas that we've inherited or trauma from war or, you know all, all this sort of past uh huge intergenerational trauma what i know is that these collective fields have the capacity to hold those wounds and and it's it's very difficult and maybe even not appropriate for individuals to try to take on the burden of healing those wounds because it's too much for an individual but we can come together and create these spaces where that field can hold a lot and and it can open to it can direct that healing capacity to those very wounds and that's that's the deep calling for me with that work mm. yes it is exponent it's big you know to wrap your mind around that but i agree 
it feels really true. And uh, I want to say, you know, when I work with individuals, my sense is that um, I'm not trying to liberate the individual as much as I am trying. Well, I'm not even trying anything. It's like um, what consciousness is doing through me is seeking to create more bandwidth through the individual for itself. And it's um, by pointing out what's in the way of that, right? By pointing out, like when I listen to language, I can hear limitations and programs that are running in the consciousness that the perspectives aren't allowing expansion. It's not, it's not a, a creative um, environment. And mm -hmm. consciousness is, I think this is true for all of us. And I'm just witnessing it in myself and my own work when I'm having a conversation with someone and we're looking at their different charts and different perspectives is to, like I said, give more bandwidth for consciousness to expand. And so um, I think to make the point here with Chiron that the ultimate reason to turn towards the wound is because embedded in that wound is a gift. It is a, um, it, there's a creativity there that the world needs. And to not give it is kind of a selfish act, right? To not be willing to turn towards a wound and feel discomfort because we don't want to have to face it is denying um, the rest of ourselves as consciousness and form something that could be of value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think what you're saying, that there's this really important motivation for doing the healing work that can be a little underemphasized in a lot of um, approaches because so much focus tends to be on, you know, how is it going to help you and how are you going to, what was it going to do for you to heal and to, um, uh, and, and they, they can be in many therapeutic, spiritual, new age approaches. If, when the practices themselves are only ever focused on our own body mind, you know, there's a certain amount of that that is necessary to become self-aware, right? Like if we're acting out unconsciously, we, you do need to track, well, where is that coming from? Or what am I doing actually? So it's a necessary step. But if that's the only thing that we ever do, where our, our consciousness keeps turning in on ourselves over and over and over, um it can itself become it can reinforce that focus on the self you mm -hmm. know which is why spiritual people are often accused of navel gazing and yeah. they become self-absorbed uh and which, it is, can, which is the wound in a way sorry to interrupt but it's yeah. a wound to to identify with the self that that is in itself a wound because you're cutting yourself off from the bigger yeah. Yeah, so so it can be this really important step where you recognize, you know, that how is my healing serving something much bigger, and 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 feeling that that motivation for, you know, how how can I be of that greater service is just often the crucial thing that's needed to cut through some of those self loops and. 
and and then because just even energetically the energy needs to flow it needs if, if it's just sort of circulating within that can get unhealthy at some point but it needs to flow out as well as as well as in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for me it helps to think of it that it's um i'm not the doer it's getting done through me something is unfolding through me there's a creative movement unfolding here yeah um, and also like things aren't happening to me they're happening through me to really shift our perspective from looking to the outside um and to the identity for um evidence or validation or results is is um backwards in a way because we want to look at the energy like what is it's moving this way if you will or this way it's moving probably always but I don't know how, how to say what I want to say but it's really a perspective shift in um, being more internally referenced um, versus externally referenced in terms of um, what's unfolding here and not internally in a sense of about me but what is creating through here? What is unfolding um, here? And how can I create the right environment to support it, to partner with it, you know, as the personality self, how can I leverage? Um, yeah. What I hear you saying in that is uh, like honoring and, and tracking the, the quality of the, of the energy as, as it's, rather than the external indicators necessarily it's 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 like okay no i want to be true to that inspiration or that that quality of energy that is um that feels authentic or feels like it's in 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 alignment with some higher guidance um and and that's my measure of success or that's rather than mm -hmm. uh, that that's what I resonate with yeah thank you and it goes back to what you said about when you put out the clarion call for the Chiron group that it wasn't that you were trying to use the right words to sell it you mm -hmm. know it's coming from a different place that offer and you know, it's so common in our culture with creativity to um, instead of allow it to be raw and and authentic, we we package it in a way that we think it will sell or it will be approved or it will be accepted. and and then everything gets homogenized and things all start looking the same. Yeah to to let what's unfolding not have all these filters. You know, even though the filters are there, we want to question them. You know, is it necessary? Do yeah. I, does it need hype? <laughs> because yeah. based on how you package it, if you will, that's what it's going to attract. So if you exactly. package it with hype, you're going to attract people that want hype. And Exactly. exactly. So, that's what yeah. I was saying before, is that you package something with hype, then you're already a little bit off the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, you might get people, um, but they're, you know, they're responding to some of the hype. Uh, and so then you can feel 
that you're you're not maybe you can't authentically deliver on all of that um and um it it just sets up this <clears throat> unbalanced sort of way of of moving and I think this is a deep lifelong journey. I think we're we're all trying to figure this out. Uh, you know, how to firstly find what what is your ground, what is your real offering, uh, that that is your real calling, and then how do you interface with this world, which has. I mean, you do have to learn some skills about how it works to interface with it. But then, um, I mean, this is what Kate and I are trying at the moment so much is 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 to be, yes, really new, creative, authentic in how we're talking about what we're doing. And um, I do think that many people in any case are, especially in this sort of work, uh, a, a very, um, these days, wary of anything that looks like hype. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just, uh, that just doesn't, that's, that's not going to cut it, I think. It, 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 we, we want more and more realness to come into these sorts of offerings. Um, and to for that, it means you have to be very creative. It actually takes quite a lot of um, attention to to bring through something creative while, rather than rote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and obviously it's what the world needs because the same old isn't working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it does yeah. And I think this is the exciting aspect of of the moment where we we are at the birth of something amazing um even though we're also at the death of something so there's there's a, a lot that's flooding our consciousness about the alarming aspect of the death but um there is the power of the birth and i think that's going to come more and more and with that brings um uh just you know birth means we haven't seen it before so there's nothing like aligning yourself with that absolutely new unfolding energy as it's coming in because i mean think of the power of birth and and um i do think that we are going to live through a time soon when even um despite all of the um all of the darkness that is certainly playing out that i do think it's a, ultimately a prelude for a birth moment and and um uh, maybe we can't say too much about that because we don't really know it yet but um i can I, I sense some sort of big expansion that's that's um that's on the way. Yeah, you're right. We can't we can't know for sure, but we can sense that you know the nature of consciousness and, and the universe is to expand. And that's what it's doing all the time, expanding, and then it's expanding through 
form that doesn't expand, but our energy expands, our field expands. And um, I think it's just seeking, like it was, I believe it was David Bohm who said, consciousness is seeking a form that allows its fullest expression. So yes. ultimately, the direction has to be towards more freedom for consciousness mm -hmm. through form. And so the limitations that um, are imposed on that expansion are what's getting challenged. All the current systems and red tape yeah. that were structures that served us to a certain point are now choking the creativity out of. Totally. Um, so that's what's getting the pressure. You can see it busting at the seams because yeah. it's, it's holding on to something that is no longer... Um, you know, of, of the vehicle for consciousness is uh, being upgraded and systems that aren't going in that direction are um, collapsing. That's what I see. And I think they're squeezing the creative energy out of those systems. So then it has to move into new forms. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also see that many of those new forms are group forms. These mm -hmm. where, um, virtual yeah and and but people voluntarily coming together to co-create these fields of group consciousness that are, i feel like it's almost like new organisms as mm -hmm. if you know back in evolution the at a certain point we didn't have multi-celled organisms we just had single cells uh, and we're moving a lot at the moment from the 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 individual consciousness the age of the individual to this more group consciousness um which has a shadow side you know group consciousness it, it, it can can become um heard thinking at, at, in a more lower form but the higher form is these you know voluntary um connections between sovereign individuals people who have their sovereignty and have their autonomy but choose to come together to um, mix our collective creative intelligence and 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 then channel in a sense these these higher level solutions and i think that's what's coming i think that's what's on the way mm -hmm. yeah i agree and Again, it's consciousness is um, the one having an experience of itself through these forms. So it is gathering itself in particular configurations or constellations or organisms and experiencing something and creating something. And then um, without the emotional attachments and entanglements that we've had in the past as a species that we had to, to procreate, those individuals can disperse and then become part of other organisms and create something new. And that I see that kind of freedom um, is, is the direction. And also with um, AI, right? This, it's, it's not like we're creating anything. It's getting created through us. Like we as individuals aren't creating it. It's getting created through us. And that that to you know get a sense of what is this 
consciousness that's creating and what direction is it going and um to be riding the the crest of that wave as you said right there in that sweet spot um is to be fully alive and present and in that moment in that space you can be clearer about where to be when and with who <laughs> to to be yeah. in service to serve and to serve that consciousness yeah yeah as you're speaking it's making me think that i think another aspect of being alive at the moment that is really interesting and 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 exciting is um all of these all of these old categories seem to be breaking down um um these these certainties that we've had about ourselves uh, you know left and right and masculine feminine and um um i i i feel us sort of entering into this space more and more of not knowing because because what all of these old assumptions that we have had they're almost like they're liquefying before our eyes mm -hmm. and um that's disconcerting in many ways but it's it's it, it's it's very creative it's it it to put us into this space where if we're honest if we're really tracking things there's i think for there, there's there can be the sense geez i just don't even know anymore about x or y because <laughs> and and in but in that space the thing that can emerge is brand new um and that's where i think we need to go so i i, I mean i definitely feel this politically at the moment is is i think a lot of people are going through deep shifts because the 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 trajectories that we've been on we might have identified one side or another and but it's not going in just this linear trajectory where uh, i i see it all sort of dissolving it's, it's all um it, it, we're not just taking one linear step from here to there we're entering into into a much more profound transformation and and to be willing to be to not know i think at the moment is a healthy place to be um and that's how we can remain most open to that creative energy that's trying to move move through us mm. thank you wonderful it's, it reminds me of that quote by carl sagan somewhere something incredible is waiting to be known yeah and it's it's creating the right conditions for that mm -hmm. and uh, i really appreciate everything you've shared today and who you are and your service and dedication to um, helping people on their journey. I'd love to give you an opportunity to share your website and any um, anything you'd like people to know about you. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for the conversation, Cindy. It's been lovely just to be in the space with you. And um, so my my website is earthastrology.one, earthastrology.one, and 
what I'm excited about at the moment, Kate and I, my, my wife and partner, just have started this new program we call Bloom. And this does feel very fresh. This is something that has emerged out of that not knowing space. And what we're doing with Bloom, it's a, it's a 12 month process. And we really are thinking of it as a process, not a program. It's this, it's a, it's an unfolding. Um, and the basic idea is that each month, the members of the program, I mean, the, the backbone of the program is this monthly uh, Zoom call that we'll do to come into tune with the archetypal energies of that moment. So we're going to be doing just sort of the base notes of the seasons. We started with Aries and we're now in Taurus. And so there'll be like a deep transmission where the group will come into tune with that energy. And what we're trying to create is this slipstream where participants who are carrying codes of this new Aquarian age can uh, feel that they're coming more and more into resonance with these natural cycles and rhythms and that their projects can more and more feel in that deep alignment. Because when that happens, it feels like you have the whole cosmos behind you. You become more and more an expression of that. And so we're creating this container where people who are in it can uh, really feel on that deep level that they're coming into that flow of the natural rhythms and cycles. Uh, and there's many more details to the program, but it's, it's, it's this, it's this living call and response between what we're putting out and what the participants are putting in as we try to lift each other together and activate each other's codes that we're carrying for the new era. So that's, if they, if anyone is interested, we're still open for the next month and um, they'll find that uh, on the, on the website. Wonderful. Yeah. I liked what you said about the call and response, because it feels like not only are you doing a call and response with your community, but you're doing a call and response with the cosmos, right? With the position of the planets in each month as the sun enters a new sign, there's a call and response to those energies to come and be part of that. It is. That's what's happening. The gods and the goddesses are coming to play. That's what we feel. It's pretty cool. It's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much again, David, and all of you for tuning in. We appreciate your time and attention. And um, yeah, this was really fantastic. I'd love to do it again sometime. We'll stay in touch about that. Sounds great, Cindy. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for this. You're very welcome. Bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.